morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. So, we left off on the bottom of uh, up, to, up to 80A, but let's just quickly review the bottom of 79B. We dedicate this cast to our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land, especially those in the front line. All the wounded have a full and speedy recovery, and all the hostages return home safely. The Nishmas are the Nachman and Moshe. And uh, so we learned yesterday in the Mishnah that you're not allowed to you're not allowed to raise the rabbi's decree. You're not allowed to raise um, sheep and goats in Eretz Yisrael because they're gonna they, they graze and they're gonna destroy the land. They're grazing. But, yeah, yeah. But in Syria, in Syria, you're allowed because it's not really part of Eretz Yisrael. And in the deserts in Israel, you're allowed to. Because there you don't worry. It's not settled. You don't have to worry. They're going to destroy the land. They're going to graze and destroy the land. Then he says, you're not allowed to raise chickens in Yerushalayim. Because in Yerushalayim, you have all the holy meat that you're eating in Yerushalayim. The leftovers of the sacrifices, the peace offerings. And you have to eat it in sanctity. And chickens are constantly picking, and they're picking up bones. Bones, dead body, right? Right, they get shrotzim or dead rats or rodents, and they and they're gonna come to. So you're gonna deliver it and bring it to your house, and you're gonna in your courtyard, and you're gonna contaminate all these holy sacred meat. And the koyinim anywhere in Israel because because of tarot, the koyinim eat truma. They have to eat it in purity. They eat it in purity. Then he says, you're not allowed to raise pigs anywhere. No pigs. Even outside the land of Israel. And the Gemara will, the Gemara will explain why. Why not? What's wrong, with, what's wrong with raising pigs? We'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to that in the episode that happened. And um, when Israel was under siege, or Shalim was under siege. And uh, you're not allowed to raise a dog. Anywhere, even outside the land of Israel, because they bite, they bark, they're going to frighten, they frighten all the children, they frighten the women, they, they, they may miscarry, unless, unless the dog is tied and chained. So then people, can, they're not scared, they're not going to hurt them. You hold them in a leash. Okay, and then he says, you're not allowed to spread out nets to capture the doves. Because, because the doves that are owned, you know, doves are constantly hopping and jumping. So doves that belong to private people are going to be caught and caught, are going to be caught by this net, unless they were far away. Far away, thirty this, which is four mil, which is um, which is uh, like uh, two miles, two miles. As long as it's like uh, like two miles out, a little more than two miles out, then it's okay. Because then the, the doves that are owned by owners are not going to hop so far away. You're not worried that this person is going to catch uh, privately owned doves. Okay, that's the mission, right? And then the mother said, You're not allowed to raise uh, animals, uh, sheep and goats, and that's all. The rabbis forbid because they, they, they eat, they graze all the grass, and they eat all the, they're going to eat up all the, all the fr- fr- nothing is going to grow. But in the woods, you're allowed to, because it's not a place that's settled, so you don't have to worry. In Syria, however, even, even, in, the, even in the settlement, you're allowed to raise sheep and goats. How much more so outside of Israel, even beyond Syria, any place outside of Israel, of course you're allowed to. Another bride, so we learn, you're not allowed to raise 
Um, she, you're not allowed to raise sheep and goats in Eretz Yisrael because it's going to destroy the ground. We actually saw in one of our tours to Israel, one of our 14 trips to Israel, we actually see how the place where the, the animals graze, they, they eat up everything. <laughs> Nothing can grow. You know, they're hungry and they're eating and they're uprooting it from the root and nothing will grow. It's barren. But in the land, of, in the desert, in, in the portion of Yehuda, the deserts of Judean deserts, and in the deserts in, in Akku, by Akku, which is not a place that's settled, there you can graze to your heart's content, all the sheep and the goats that you want. Then he says, even though the rabbis say you're not allowed, to, they made an enact, you're not allowed to raise, raise sheep and goats and that, that's his role. They made an exception. Oh, but, but he said a, a, a large animal you're allowed. Even though, why? The same reason, the same rationale you forbid to raise uh, sheep and goats. Sheep and goats, you're also forbid to raise cattle. How much more so? They will surely eat and munch everything they see. But nevertheless, the rabbis did not make a decree. Why not? Because you can't make a decree that people can't handle. People need, you need the oxen. You need to, to plow the fields. You need it to carry things. The, gra- the sheep and the goats, which is only, it's only purposes because you want the veal, you want to eat the meat. The meat, I can buy sheep and goats elsewhere. But the bigger animals, the cattle, which I need, I need, the Jews need it in Israel. So therefore, it's not going to help. I can't bring it from outside the land of Israel. Every day I need it to carry, I need it uh, to, 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 to carry things for me and to plow. So therefore, even though it does destroy the settlement, there's nothing I can do. You, you can't deprive people of owning cows and owning oxen. It's just not going to happen. And then he says, and even, even the, shape, the, the, the goats and the sheep, even though the rabbis forbid it, but they made an exception. When? 30 days before Yom Tif. 30 days before Yom Tif, you're allowed to buy sheep. And also, if you're marrying off, you're marrying off your child, and you need to make a feast, a wedding feast, so you're allowed to buy, purchase thirty days before. But he says, but not afterwards. Even the last animal that you bought, you're not allowed to. You're only allowed to keep it during the thirty days before the yomtiv, thirty days before the wedding feast. Don't think to yourself, well, I'm going to keep it 30 days from when I bought it. So maybe I bought this animal a week before the wedding. I'm going to keep it for another, another extra three weeks. No, no. Only allowed to keep it till Yom Tiv, until the wedding. The day after, you have to get rid of it. Okay, that's what we left off. And then he continues, we're on ADA and Tab, and also at Tabach. The butcher, who that he makes his living from slaughtering animals... Lekeach, he's allowed to buy. He's allowed to buy sheep and goats, and v'sheichet, and he's allowed to slaughter immediately. Lekeach, v'sheichet, and he's allowed to keep it, buy it, and hold on to it for thirty days. As long as he doesn't hold, he doesn't hold. He doesn't hold the last one that he buys. In other words, he's allowed to keep it 30 days, 30 days, until, until the day of the market, till the, till the, the sale, till the, the market day, the marketplace. But he can't keep it past it. 
even one day past it, even the animal that he bought late, only a week before, a few days before, actually learns. It's the same thing we said about the yomtif and about the wedding. 30 days till before the market. Pesos disagrees and he says, no, in this case, you'll have to keep it 30 days from when you buy it. Mm-hmm. But he's saying, he's saying, as long as you don't have, you don't buy a bunch of animals, there's one animal that's left over. There's one animal that's left over and you have to slaughter it together with all the rest. Oh, no, he's saying even if there's one left, don't keep it longer than 30 days. You don't have to keep it for 30 days. Don't wait till I get more animals because I, I usually he buys a whole bunch of animals together. Anyway, but, but Rashi says no. It's, it's similar to what we said earlier. The day after the marketplace, you have to, you have to sell it. Okay. The mother says, Shalom, tell me the Gamliel, the students are Gamliel, asked him, Mao, what's the halach? What's the din? Are you allowed to legadil? Are you allowed to raise in Israel sheep and goats? Amalehenel says, Mutter, you allowed to? Like the mother of Atnam, we learned now Mishnah ain't Magadli, you're not allowed to. Elohikam. Elohikaboymane. This was their inquiry of Ramgamliel. The students asked Ramgamliel, Mao Lishais. Are you allowed to keep it at home? Even more than 30 days. I don't need, not, not for the holiday. I'm leaving it at home. I'm not letting them graze outdoors. They're cooped up in the house. Am I allowed to hold it? Yeah, that's permitted. Just make sure that you keep it locked up in the house and you can't let it graze. You have to tie it to the bedpost. That was the question, that was the answer. There was a chassid who was groaning. And they couldn't, he was in pain. He just was in pain. And they couldn't, they couldn't uh, soothe his pain. They asked the doctors, how can we heal this chassid? And they said, The only thing that can help him and the cure him of this pain, he has to drink, he has to suck uh, boiling milk from, from, from goat milk every morning. So they bought him a goat, and they tied it to his bedpost. And they, uh, and they suckled on it, um, they suckled on it, he sucked the milk, he drank the milk every morning. A few days later, his friends came in to visit him, to visit the sick. When they saw he has a goat, and they, they left. He has a bandit in his house. Because he can't watch this goat, and this goat is going to go around grazing, he's going to eat up the land, he's going to destroy the land, and he's going to steal from others. We're going to go in as if we're endorsing this thievery, this banditry. So the, 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 the friends of this chassid, his colleagues, searched and they didn't find any sin. That was the only sin they can find. It was a chassid. The only sin they can find is that he owned a goat. And even this chassid, when he passed away, I know that I'm free of sin. The only sin that I have is that goat. I violated 
I violated my friends who said you shouldn't have a goat. Even though we said Rav Gamliel says you're allowed to have it as long as you tie it to the bedpost. Also, the chassid was dying. It was a question of life and death. I mean, the, no one could heal him. He needed to be healed. So that takes precedence over, over, over anything else. Firstly, who says it was dying? He says it was in pain. So he felt he didn't have a right to violate a chavim, didn't make a special dispensation just because you're in pain. It's not a question of life and death. Life and death overrides even something that's biblical. Surely it's biblical. Rabbi Gamliel said that you could tie it to the bed, but the rabbis obviously disagree. The rabbis say you could only keep it for 30 days, and even if you bought one before Yom Tov, you have to get rid of it. Why don't they give a simpler, why do you have to get rid of it? Tie it, tie it to the bedpost. They didn't give that, that, that option. So the rabbis disagree with Amgalil. That's not an option. That's why the rabbis were upset that he tied the goat to his bed. It didn't help him. It's still prohibited. And he himself acknowledged that that was his sin. Sin? No way. Rabbi says, father was from the, was from the, from the significant people, special people, in the upper Galilee. Why were they destroyed? There were such special people. Because they used to allow their animals to graze in the in the in the in the uh, in the um, forest. and because didn't and they used to decide court cases, financial disputes with one person, not judges. It should be three. One person would decide. Even though even though that they had their forests were next to their houses, and we learned that you're allowed to graze if you have forests. There's no prohibition. But never. So why were they punished for that? Why were they punished? They they did they, they didn't do anything wrong because because it was a small field between these woods. You had small patches of fields that belonged to others. And they used to cross over these fields and the animals would destroy these fields. So it wasn't 100% forest. It was, it was forest interspersed with small little patches of fields. And by letting their animals graze, they ruined and destroyed these fields. The rabbis learned, that's what they were punished. The rabbis learned, what if a shepherd violates the rabbis? He does graze sheep and goats. How, and he did tshuva. Now he no longer wants to... So what do you do? You don't force him to sell everything that he has. A, a, a short sale, a fire sale. But then he'll lose, he'll lose his pants, he'll lose his shirt. The rabbis want him to do tshuva. So they said, you know what, we give you permission. Just sell a little at a time so you, so you don't go bankrupt. You're not gonna, everyone will take advantage of you. You know, a fire sale. And the Ger, and also a convert. After he converts, his father dies, and he inherits from his father dogs, wild dogs, German shepherds, chazedim, and pigs. So he's a Jew now. He's not allowed to. We said you're not allowed to raise dogs and pigs. So what are you going to do? He's going to make a fire sale, he'll, he'll, lose, he'll lose his shirt. He'll, he'll be... So he said, the rabbis are not. Obligate him to sell everything immediately. Miyad. You sell a little at a time. Someone took an oath that he's going to buy a house. 
he's going to marry a woman in the land of Israel. You don't force him right away. He has to find the right one. You don't force him to buy immediately. He's buying a house because the Rambam says, first you buy a house. First you apply, you feel. First you have to have a career. First you have to have, you make a pandas. Then you buy a house and then, and then you marry a woman. That's the order in the Torah. In Lebayas, you know, so he didn't buy a field, he didn't, doesn't have a house, doesn't have a wife. That's the proper order. So he, bought, he wanted to buy a house in Israel to marry. You don't force him right away because he meant, I'm going to find the right one, not the, the first woman I date. <laughs> the first one in the skirt, I'm marrying. <laughs> it has to be the right one. He meant I'm gonna try to find. I'm, I want to get married. I'm gonna, but the right one. It was a story, an episode. It was a woman, Benob Meitzah. Benob Her son was making her very uncomfortable. So Kapsim and Ishwar, she swore, Whoever asks my hand in marriage, I'm marrying. He needed, she needed a husband to protect her from her son. She says, So immediately, all the people who were not appropriate jumped. You, made a, you, you took an oath. You took an oath. You have to keep your oath. You made a promise. You said you're going to marry. So here we are. She asked the rabbis, is she obligated? Is this her commitment? I have to marry the first person that steps into, through the door. Amrini says, no, you don't have to. Of course you said, I'm going to marry the first one. But you meant the first one. You didn't have to spell it out. The first one that's appropriate. doesn't mean I'm going to marry someone who's completely inappropriate. I'll be miserable the rest of my life. Okay, then we say, Just like the rabbi say, you're not allowed to raise a sheep and goats in Israel. Also they said, You're not allowed to raise... A chayadak, uh, like a, an animal, a wild animal. It's also a daka, not, not the heavy animals. Beers, uh, let's, uh, let's say a fox. Deers and fox. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Shmuel says, Megadlin klovim kuf. Even though you're not allowed to raise uh, deers and fox, but you're allowed to raise small dogs. Vachasulim and cats. Vachupin and monkeys. Vachuldis. Weasels. What? Bush weasels. Bush weasels. Snoyim. Uh, Bush weasels. Why are you allowed to? They clean up the house. From mice. You want to get rid of mice? I need cats. I need monkeys. So if you're infested, you're living in Manhattan, you're infested with mice, I need, I need uh, cats and monkeys and, 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 and bush weasels. So therefore it's necessary. What says, my chuldesnoyim. What's Chuldesnoim? What's a bush weasel? I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Sharetze, Charetze. What we call, what we know is Sharetze, Charetze. Rikidamri, others say? Charetze. Sharetze, Charetze. Why? Diktine Shoke. Why is it called Charetze? Because it's very thin legs. Its legs are very thin. And therefore, you can see, you can tell 
um, you can tell the, the how it's marked between between its legs. What is it called? The bush weasel, the raya benevardinoye, because it hangs around between the uh, the, thor- the thorn bushes. My sharitza. Why is it called sharitza? The metacha, the metatoy shoke, because its legs are so small. It looks like it's creeping on the ground. We're strict in Bavel. Like, just like in Eretz Just like we don't allow a Jew to raise um, to raise sheep and goats in the land of Israel to graze because he's destroyed the land. So Bavel now became the center. And Jews had many fields and so we also don't allow Jews to raise uh, sheep and goats in my Why do you raise? You do raise. Rav did raise sheep and goats. Isn't it? Didn't we accept already that it's prohibited, even in Bavel? I watch my sheep, my, my, my sheep and goats. My wife, she's keeping a good eye. Nothing is going to get past my wife. Don't worry. Nothing is going to happen. You should bury your sons. He cursed it. You're relying on her? Because all the years, was alive. His curse came true. He buried all of his children. He couldn't keep her children. Because he said, he, because he was upset, he cursed her, that violating this prohibition of keeping and relying on her, and she's, she's going to make sure, so it's not possible. So the question is, Mashras, we already learned, if you remember, Nazir, the same Rabada Barava, cursed Chayva, the wife of Ravuna, for a different reason. Because she didn't leave payas for, for her sons. She gave a haircut. She gave a haircut to the young sons. Here he's giving a different reason. Because she raised the sheep and goats in Babylonia. He didn't like her. So he, said, he says maybe it was the combination. It was the two together. He wouldn't have cursed her just for one. Also, she's allowed to. She would be allowed to. It was just... Okay. She says... He could have rather say, We follow the practice of Eretz Yisrael. We're strict in ourselves. We don't allow ourselves to raise sheep and goats. He also said, When Av came, from that time on, and therefore, Bava Bava became the new center of Judaism. And so, therefore, there were a lot of fields, and that's why they made this enactment. They, can, they, they, they enacted to keep this enactment even in Babylon. came to Ben. Shavua Ben, this is like the source for Shalom Zacher. You should be very familiar with this. You should know this Gemara backwards and forwards. 
The week of the bris, you make a party. Shabbos before, the Friday night before. Is it called Shavua? Because the circumcision happens after a week passes. After seven days, on the eighth day, you have Shavua. means they went to, they came to the bris. It's called the bris, Shavua ben, after. Amrila, others say no. They came to be Yeshua ben. Yeshua ben. So now she says Yeshua ben is the, for the Pidyan, the Pidyan ben, firstborn. Rabbein Atam says that this is a party that you make because since the child was saved from the mother's womb, they used to make a party. You called Yeshua Ben. It's like this is like the Shalom Zacher. You make a party of a Suda, a special because the child was saved from the mother's womb. Yeshua from Yeshua was helped. Rav didn't want to go into the house before Shmuel. Shmuel, I look, I'm the Ravasi. Shmuel didn't want to go into the house before Ravasi. Ravasi was greater than him. Shmuel was maybe older, but Ravasi was greater in stature. Ravasi was a student of Rav. Ravasi, I'm the Rav. Ravasi is not going to go in in front of Rav, his teacher. So Amri says, no one wanted to enter the house. They're all standing outside the, outside the door. Amri says, man nitzrach. Who's going to be the last one to go in? They decided that Nisrach Shmuel. That Nisrach Shmuel should be the last one. First Rav and his student Ravasi should go in. They say Rav Ravasi. You might ask why. Why shouldn't Rav and Ravasi go in? Rav didn't want to go in before Shmuel. And the Rav... He says, so Rav is really, he, by right he should have gone in first. He was older than Shmuel. Rav and Shmuel, the two Rashi Shivas, the two colleagues. Rav was in, uh, uh, the two rabbis in Suda and, and Pompadissa. But Rav was older, so Rav really should have gone in. But he just showed respect for Shmuel. Not because really Shmuel should have gone in first. Because because of the episode that happened. That the Rav cursed Shmuel. And from that time on, he took it upon himself to show, go out of his way to show him respect. However, he had a chance, he allowed Shmuel to go in before him. Because... When Rav came from Israel, Rav traveled from Israel and moved to Babylonia. So he stayed in Shmuel's house. Shmuel hosted him. Now Shmuel, Shmuel was a doctor. He was a doctor and he wanted to heal him. So he gave him to eat things that will make him diarrhea, that will make him empty out his bowels. Because all of health, modern medicine is clueless, all of health is in your gut. If your gut is healthy and you have, the Rambam says, you have a good bowel movement, you're healthy. That's a sign of health. There's more microbes in your bowel, in your, in your, uh, in your gut, 
It has an intelligence, gut intelligence. You know, all of health is in your gut, what you eat and how you eat and your gut. If your gut is healthy and you have loose bowel movements, you're healthy. And if not, you're not healthy. All the sickness comes from there. And, and so, so he wanted to heal him. So he wanted to give him a cleansing. So he, he gave him all these foods that caused, but he didn't talk, show him where the bathroom is. He forgot to show him where the bathroom is. <laughs> So Dav got so upset. He says, whoever caused this to me, I, his, his, sons, his sons are not going to live. His children are not going to live. And that's what happened. The small sons did not last. He couldn't keep his kids. So when, when he realized that because of him, he cursed. And Shmuel got so affected. So Dav went out of his way to pay him respects and to, like, to appease him and to pay him respects. And to, so that's why he suggested he goes in first. But of course, it was Adab's right to go in. He was senior in years. He was senior in everything. Stature. So. Until in the meanwhile, while they were having this whole discussion, who can go in first and who goes in last. A cat came and bit off the hand of a child. And if enough, I could have a daughter. And Rav went out and he expounded. He said, taught in public, you're allowed to kill a cat. You're allowed to keep, keep it in your house. If you kill it, you're not stealing anything from anyone. You're doing the owner a favor. If it gets lost, don't return it to, this, to its owners. Make sure it stays lost. Once Rav tells me you're allowed to kill it, why does he have to add all the other things? Surely you're not allowed to keep it if you're allowed to kill it. So he says, I would think you're allowed to, but he's sort of like, but there's no prohibition to keep it. You're allowed to kill it, but there's no... We were talking about not talking about a cat that actually killed, killed someone. The fact that it could kill someone, you already have to kill it. And the reason is why why is a cat so dangerous? Because we're talking about a dangerous cat. Because people don't differentiate between a dangerous cat and a non-dangerous cat. To them, a cat is very cute, and you won't know the difference. And no one ties a cat to a leash. Cats just roam. So you're going to let a dangerous cat roam. So if you, you have a dangerous cat, you see a dangerous cat, kill it. But I would think that's only you're allowed to, but he doesn't say you must. He says, no, you're not allowed to keep it. You have to, you can't, you have to get rid of it. Amri in the yeshiva, they said, once he told me that if you... you you kill it, you're not stealing it. Mind you, so why does he have to tell me that you shouldn't return it? If it's lost, don't return it to the owner. Surely, you keep it lost. Ravina. Ravina says, he's coming to teach us. If he finds that it died, you don't have to return the skin. No, it's no longer a danger. We're not talking about returning a, a live cat that's dangerous, that's lethal, that can kill the child. Or, 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 or tear off a limb. That's for sure you don't return it. We're talking about if it's dead already, it's no longer a danger. But we punish the owner. He says, don't even return the, the, its skin. You know, just, just, just 
get rid of it. Just don't return it. You have no right to, to have it in the first place. No, since he's not allowed to, you're not allowed to raise a cat, this wild cat, so therefore it's, it's, like, it's like it's ownerless. So you don't have to return it. But it says, Mesve in the academy in the yeshiva, they asked. We learned, Nebrais, Rabbi Shimon, and Lazarim. We already learned this one, Gatman, Club, and Kufrim. You're allowed to raise small dogs. Vachasul, and you're allowed to raise cats. We just learned it today. The Kufin, you're allowed to raise monkeys. We hold the snoyim, and we're allowed to raise bush weasels that that creep between the the bushes. Because you need them, you need the cats to um, and the weasels to clean the house from the mouse, the mice. So it says clearly in the brayis he allowed to raise cats. But it says like kasha, it's not a contradiction. The black cats and white cats. Black cats are dangerous. I'm sorry, black cats are not dangerous. Black cats clean the house. White cats are dangerous. The cat in the story, while they were having this discussion, I went ahead and bit off, chewed off the hands of the child. Is a black cat. That was the fact. And he said, Dav said in response, he went out in public and expounded after that incident, you're not allowed to raise a cat. But he says, The cat itself was black, but it was an offspring of white cats. So therefore, it's dangerous. asked this question, inquired the boy. He asked He wasn't sure. A black cat, but he's the offspring of white cats. Is, are you allowed to keep it in your house or not? Is it dangerous or not? Ravina's inquiry was a case where the cat is black, and it's an offspring of one parent, one of the. Is black and one of them is white. Both of them were white. There's no question, even. That's what Rav says. You're not allowed to. You're not allowed to keep it. Such a cat, you're not allowed to keep, even though it's black and blacks are harmless. But since both parents were both the male and the female were white, which are dangerous. Therefore, even the the offspring, which is black, is also dangerous. Ravina's question: What if only one of them was black? And only one of them was white and the other one was black. Is it a problem or not? Okay, here he has a simon. This is the only place in Shas where you find Chabad. That if the community is plagued, it's plagued by this uh, by these boils. That's causing them to, to, to you know it's very uh, scratch causing them to scratch. So you're allowed to masriyan. 
you start praying, you come to shul, you fast, you blow shofar, you, 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 you storm heaven and earth, you beg Hashem to remove this plague. Even Bishabbat, even though you're not allowed to fast and pray for your needs on Shabbos, but this is a case where the whole community is suffering. They have these this rashes and everyone is scratching themselves. If we allow. Second law is Videles and Ineles, A door that slams shut doesn't open so quickly. And if a person was successful and then suddenly he loses his success, not going to come back so quickly to return back to his success. Therefore, you're allowed to daven and pray and storm heaven and earth to daven to Hashem that the door should reopen for you. The thing is that you're allowed to daven and pray in this. And the third Allah he says that if you buy a house from a goy in the land of Israel, you're allowed to write a document even on Shabbos. Because asking a goy to write a document in the middle of Nachlim is only rabbinic. The rabbis overrode it in order to secure the land of Israel that a yid should own another house in the land of Israel, another property in the land of Israel. Take it out from the goy and, and, and put it in Jewish hands. Thinking about it, ask, Mace, I'll ask you a question. We learned in the Badais, Sharper on Chico. Other tzadahs that happens, for example, rashes and boils that cause people to, to scratch themselves. Also, chagov, type of grasshoppers, zvuv, etzidav, yitish, and you have mosquitoes and flies and tzidah that, that, that come and bite us. Or there's a, there's a plague, there's a, uh, snakes and scorpions are, are attacking us and endangering us. All these cases, you're not allowed to summon the community to fast and to pray and to unshop. Ella, take him. You can pray. But you don't publicize, you don't make a big announcement, you don't blow shoifer, you don't. Uh, so you see, chikuk, you don't make, uh, you're not allowed to on Shabbos. It's not a contradiction. The Bryce is talking about Belach. It's a type of, uh, of illness that's moist and moisture. It's not so difficult. So for that, the rabbis didn't allow you. It's inconvenient. It's not comfortable. For that, the rabbis didn't allow you to disturb the Shabbos. You can daven quietly and daven Tashem, but not make a whole tumble and gather the community and blow shaifer and start fasting and, 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 and lamenting and storming heaven and the hour we're talking about, we said we are allowed to be Yavesh if it's dried up. It's, it means very difficult. If a person is covered with boils. Ready, if a person is already covered, um, if it's if it's dry, it's very difficult. Then you're allowed to. The whole congregation is allowed to gather. The shkin that Hashem brought and the mitzrim, one of the ten plagues, the boils, was inside was full of moisture. Outside was full of moisture, but inside was dry. So it was very very hard. Shenemar it says, "Ahishchin of Abu is pray about them Abeim." 
That a vabuis means like bubbles. It appeared to be like bubbles. It was bubbling and moisture. It appeared to be bubbles. But inside it was all dry. Okay. Then he says, Vadelis, Haninelis, Leibim Heiratipatach, Maihi, what do you mean? Mazutar Mazut says, Lismich. That if they agreed to give smich to one of the rabbis, and at the end they couldn't, so then you don't give them smicha so quickly. Ravashi says, call, Ravashi says, call a Medi in the If they, if in Shemayim they decide to to do something that's bad for you, you're not going to change so quickly. You're not going to turn around so quickly. means. Not only not quickly, they'll never ever do good to you again. It's not true. At the end, they will do good to you. It's only they won't be so quick. He's saying on his own. It's not what the Bryce is saying. They have nothing to look forward to. Um, that you will never ever be good. He's talking about something that happened to himself. We're going to learn about Babashida that the rabbis decided to place him in the head of the yeshiva. At the end, they placed someone else, Mabar Abashi. And he said that once he was pushed off, he's never going to be, ever going to be chosen again. So he, he said, never. He's talking about himself. He'll never be Rosh Yeshiva. But for everyone else, it means he'll be pushed off, but it doesn't mean never. Don't, never say never. Okay. Then he said, well, okay, If you buy a house in Etzisol on Shabbos, you can write the star for the Shabbos. Shabbos like that, when you're on Shabbos. Talking about the prohibition of telling a guy to write for you. Usually you're not allowed to tell a guy to do something you're not allowed to do. But in this case, they allowed. Also over here, I'm a the middle nachrish was even though the rabbis say you're not allowed. The rabbis overrode it because of the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael to settle the land to be continued. Everyone have a wonderful day.